The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Our next item is inappropriate for little ears. Some people will find the content a, a bit difficult because Philip Schofield has spoken for the first time since the news about his affair with a much younger colleague broke. I want to play you now some of what he had to say to Amal Rajan in his interview with the BBC. I think I understand how Caroline Flack felt. Last week, if my daughters hadn't been there, I wouldn't be here. When did you first meet this young man in question? What were the circumstances? I was invited by a friend of mine to go to open a drama school, and that's where the picture was taken. Whether it was immediately or sometime after, he said, will you, um, will you follow him on Twitter because he's a, he's a fan? So I said, yeah, sure, no problem. OK, so to be absolutely clear, how old was this young man when you first had any kind of sexual contact with him? 20. 20. So I, wanted, I mean, this is obviously the nub of it, and for the record and to put speculation to rest, did, let me ask you, directly: did you have any kind of sexual relationship or sex with him when he was underage? No, God, no. That I think that is, a, you know, and in my statement, it, it says, you know, consensual relationship, fully legal. I mean, that was approved by both sides. You know, that's no, no. He'd been working at the show for a few months, um, and and we become mates. We were mates, and um, you know, we around the studios, you hang out together, you know, you chat to each other, that sort of stuff, and then. In my dressing room one day, something happened, which, you know, obviously I will regret forever for him and for me, mostly him. But it, that happened maybe four or five times over the next few months. I know it's unforgivable, but we weren't boyfriends, we weren't in a relationship. I was really in a mess with my own sexuality at the time. And it just happened. It just happened. Well, uh, that's just some of uh, the interview that Philip Schofield gave to the BBC. He also spoke uh, to the Sun newspaper. Uh, Terry Prone, uh, who is chairman of the Communications Clinic, is with me now. Terry, good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm not sure what advice you would have given Philip Schofield had he sought it about uh, doing these kind of interviews. Shut up, don't. Because people in this sort of situation have such an urge to, as they always think, to put my side of the story. But it very rarely has a proper purpose. Now, listening to this, watching it this morning, I was trying to figure out, Okay, what did Philip Schofield think he was achieving? What was he setting out to achieve? And it seems to me that the most clear objective may have been to warn off the newspapers and other media, particularly the Daily Mail, which has led on this, by mentioning Caroline Flack and raising the issue of suicide and reinforcing it by indicating that he didn't quite say it, but the implication was 
irrevocably clear that had it not been for the support of his daughters over the last uh, couple of weeks, that he might have gone the way of Caroline Flack. He might have taken his own life. And so if, this is a, you're saying this is a warning to other media lay off me because if something happens to me, the blame will surely fall on you. Absolutely. This is sort of Princess Diana paparazzi territory. Completely. And he actually says something which is true and which any of us in media kind of recognise that um, when something like this happens, some media, I would figure all of us nearly, begin to lose sight of the humanity of the person at the centre and think of them as just a figure. And so interestingly, Pat, if you look at the coverage, the critical coverage of the interview this morning, most of it is about his performance. Was he authentic? Was he crying? How upset was he? How exhausted did he look? Rather than on the actual content, we do tend to just see people when they get into the middle of a feeding frenzy as kind of fair game. It is a fair point that he makes. Will it be an effective point? I doubt it very much because what he has actually done, and you know this better than anybody else, he has given more legs to a story that was beginning to move to page six or seven in the tabloids and put it right back on page one. Um, his credibility then, because he admitted in his various uh, contributions thus far in the saga, uh, in statements, uh, that he lied to everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how is this different except to say that I'm not lying this time? And it comes packaged in the finality of my career is over. I can never hope to be on television again. I'm ruined. Uh, and therefore the implication is, and therefore this time, um, you can believe me. He was asked fairly directly um, about the age of the young man when they had no. a physical relationship. And that's going to be parsed a lot because while he was very clear and direct saying he was 20, he then gets into a whole load of stuff about uh, something happened in the dressing room. And he goes for the unprofessional thing, but that's not the point. What happened in the dressing room? And then he says that something happened five times but he goes on to state that he wasn't in a relationship with this young man, which I would have thought from the young man's point of view is astonishingly hurtful because if you are having some kind of physical contact plus all this matey stuff that he talks of and to then have your former lover announce to the world that you weren't actually in a relationship, it's problematic. Um does it not speak to just perhaps casual sex? I wouldn't have put it so directly, but now that you have, that's exactly what it speaks to. And the problem is but that... Maybe two, two people who are enjoying this particular phenomenon. I mean, uh, not to distinguish between the heterosexual community and the homosexual community. Uh, there is uh, certainly, there are mores in each community that are rather different. Yes, there are. But 
the there's an entwining of things in this story. First of all, the Daily Mail says today, I think that five times this young man was on the actual programme along with Philip Schofield. That's an intertwining that's dodgy. Um, there's a whole load of that sort of thing. And then Philip Schofield picks up your exact point and tries to equate a straight and a gay relationship by saying, well, if it had been a young woman, there would have been, I, I'm paraphrasing, but there would have been no rumours and there wouldn't have been a scandal. That's not actually true. If Pat Kenny had a relationship with a girl 30 years younger than him in news talk, no, it would be. Be it would certainly be spoken of. It would, especially if Pat Kenny, as he is, is married at the time. The whole thing you cannot. And if he was trying to sell that as a line, it simply won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's probably true, though, that a lot of that kind of uh, stuff, where powerful men and you know Harvey Weinstein exploited less powerful young women. Huh that that did not go reported a lot of the time, that that's the way it used to be. It was so forceful. I remember in RTE as a teenager being warned by a particular man who I will not name now um, that you could never afford to get into the lift with him because his hand would be up your skirt immediately. Um, I was quite taken aback the only time I had to get in a lift with him on my own that he never went near me. And classically people of that era, I began to think maybe I'm not attractive enough to be assaulted. It was a different time and different mores. But what you have here is a young man who still hasn't said anything. And one of the most interesting things in this fantastic scoop that the BBC got is that at one stage, Philip Schofield indicates that the story has been okayed by the young man. I can't remember the exact Mm. words, but he says that this is a joint. Approved by both sides. Thank you. Exactly. And I wonder how long that will sustain, particularly in light of him minimising the relationship and saying we were just mates, whatever just mates um, equates to. And portraying, to use your phrase, um, this young man as a casual sex partner. Mm. The other thing that is, is if I were the young man's lawyer, I'd be saying to him, is very hurtful descriptions of him professionally. He's described by Schofield as a great runner. Well, now, if I'm describing anybody on my staff, I don't say a great administrator, a great business developer. Come on, I talk about their behaviours, what makes them special. None of that. It's as if he was just a figure. Um, Some remark here from Alan uh, on the WhatsApp screen. He says, I wonder, would the same media have a frenzy around Leonardo DiCaprio and his young relationships because he does tend to go for quite young women compared to his own age. I would have thought that there has been. Well, there has been comedy made of, but, you know, it's not not treated in this quite the same way as this has been treated. Yes, but the wider context of this is one of the contributory factors in that it was in the enclosed space of 
a television station where the more powerful older man certainly could have an influence on how the young man was promoted. Finally, Terry, um, has Philip Schofield managed to match the Prince Andrew car crash interview in his contributions? (laughs) Well, he didn't get down to his invoice from the local pizzeria. Um, It wasn't, it was very well done in performance terms. Um, the the coming near to tears. The problem is that he has done this. He has exploited his own emotional emotionality before. So we move back a bit. We don't quite believe it, but we admire that he can do it. Terry Prone, a chairman of the Communications Clinic. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.